Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening. We have Victor from Vix Marine. Hi, Vic. Hi there. <laughs> okay, we're going to hammer through these plugs, and then we're going to start talking to Vic and what his whole story is about. So this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those places. If you're looking for baits, hop over to Musky Tackle Online or Team Rhino Outdoors. They have the baits because I don't, but I have lots of rod holders, orders coming in really fast. So, um, you know, I have plenty of stock. Don't be afraid of that. But if you're looking, you know, you have questions, you're not quite sure about something, feel free to reach out. I will help you with your boat setup needs. Our rod holders are designed for musky fishermen. Um, they're for musky fishing by a musky fisherman. So um, with all of that, you know, feel free. Any question, no questions too dumb. I do, uh, I want to say, uh, recommend sometimes competitor stuff because it just fits your bill better. So with all of that, um, how's Muddy Creek? Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishn, as in nancyguides.com. Come check us out up here on Chautauqua Lake. Uh, we're pretty booked up. Got a couple days in September, a couple days in October we can do. Um, get a hold of us for some fall fatties or whatever they call them. <laughs> uh, and we'll uh, get you on some fish. While we're out there, we'll be using St. Croix rods. Big shout out to them. We'll be using Ranger boats. Uh, big shout out to them. And man, that really screws me up because the guy that sponsors us is on here. But, uh, yeah, you better not mess this, this usually, one up. This is this is usually when I go into a plug for Vix, but I'm just going to save it because he's on here. Yeah. Baker Bates, check them out. We use them all the time. Big shout out to him for sponsoring this show. Muskies Inc., uh, check them out. Join your local chapter. It's a sounding voice in this musky game. There is not a lot of musky fishermen across the United States. However, there are a crap ton of bass fishermen um, <laughs> and that is a nice segue into uh the legend the guest we have on vic how you doing vic hit your plugs doing great i mean i'm i'm loving listening to all this musky stuff you know <laughs> that uh it's amazing you know i got to come up to lake chautauqua this last weekend and see all these guys out there catching muskies i know you were out there catching muskies and uh all the bass and, and and all the other fishermen that are out there i mean it's, it's a pretty awesome place up there at chautauqua it's a lot of life in the water no doubt about it so very healthy and hey life. i'm happy to be part of you guys uh you know vic sports center back even though we're a little bit apart as far as distance uh right over in ken ohio um you know, we started out mostly doing the bass stuff, but uh, as you can see, we sell some great musky boats and walleye boats and pan fishing boats, whatever people are looking for, you know. We're fishermen, and we like to take care of fishermen. So That's what we say all the time. They're fishermen, and uh, they, they, they sell a hell of a boat, and they set them up correctly. I've been through... And everybody that listens to the show, you know, the horror stories. Victor got to see it firsthand. That's how we started this relationship. I was dead on the water because I tried to save a couple bucks uh, and buy it from somebody else. But 
that was. Uh, yeah. I don't like. We kind of got you all straightened around, and it all worked out good. Kind so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. So, hey, and but, we enjoy it all. Also, and and uh, getting to see all the results of your musky fishing, it's pretty cool up there. So. It's sweet. I, I'll tell you, like, this was a big. Everybody just said it was a big aluminum demographic for um, musky fishing. No, that's not the case now. I'm seeing more rangers, more fiberglass boats, a ton of rangers now on, on Chautauqua Lake. Um, and they're just, it's night and day, uh, the difference in between a freaking aluminum boat and uh, one of those rangers. And how that glass fishes. You know, oh. and that's what we've, we've got to really see. You know, we started the business with uh, StarCraft boats and ProCraft bass boats. And, uh, you know, over the years, everybody wanted big water boats, big star crafts. That was what was going to handle the waves. That's what was going to fish the best. But, and I mean, we still sell a lot of star crafts. They're great boats. Um, you know, they do a great job out on Erie. But when Ranger came out with these multi-species boats, they took everything they knew in the bass fishing industry about how to be a stable boat, a dry boat a boat that tracks good, fishes good, you know, especially on a trolling motor, like with a bass boat. And they incorporated in, into these deeper V boats. And now you get the best of all the world. You got a deep V, it handles the waves, fishes good, it's stable, it's dry, it's comfortable. I mean, they just do it. It's just a home run deal. And, uh, you know, the boats you guys fish out of the angler series are uh, just something that's, that's getting stronger and stronger, you know, in our market, you know, we're selling more and more of that style boat because not only is it a great musky boat, it's a great family boat to take kids out skiing one day or to go out trolling on the middle of Lake Erie for walleyes or, you know, do whatever they want to do. They can do with that boat and still hook it behind a pickup truck and trailer it down the road. You know, you don't have to leave it at the lake, like up on Lake Erie. So, yeah, they're they are nice machines. They're great machines. They're absolutely perfect for what uh, Todd and I do out here, and I would I would say uh, musky fishing across uh, the land. So give them a fair shake, and they are very reasonably priced, in my opinion, for what uh, you can get in that eighteen eighty angler for uh, as much as you can for an aluminum. An aluminum yeah, and that's really what what changed everything is the aluminum boats, and everything goes up just like trucks or you know rods or anything else in the world. But the aluminum boats now are priced right where the glass boats are, and you know it's a big misconception. Everybody thinks well, Rangers the most expensive, but if you really you know price it out option to option compared to lots of the high end aluminum boats on the market. They're within a thousand, two thousand dollars, and uh, you know, to me, I think they they serve a better purpose, you know, to do a lot of different things, and they don't blow around in the wind quite as much, you know. So, yeah, that's the first that's the first thing I noticed when I got into the Ranger. But like, first thing out of the gates before I made the switch, uh, which you like always pushed me towards doing. You're like, you're not 
you're going to be blown away was the way the thing tracks. And like, if I screw up at the launch, which I do often and like back it in too far, that boat doesn't get away from me. If I did that with my old aluminums, that thing would have been halfway out the lake. They just kind of sit well in the water, nice and heavy, just incredible. Yep, that's the big difference. And, you know, you don't notice that, you know, I got to, uh, you know, I got to do a lot of bass fishing over the years, you know, on the on the pro circuit. And I got to fish out of other brands that I sold over the years. And, you know, there's lots of good brands out there. But until I actually jumped in a ranger and fished with it for a day, let's say, and then I got back in my other boats that I sold let's say brand b and brand c um i didn't realize how that steadiness is so important you know and on a trolling motor bass fishing when you're against the bank when you're or even what you're doing what you guys are doing when you're casting those weed lines and things like that that stability and that tracking and that non-blowing in the wind is just super important and uh, it makes you more comfortable you're not as tired at the end of the day which i know we're all tired at the end of the day but when you're rocking around in a boat all day long, every muscle in your body hurts. And you get home and you you feel like you've been beat, you know. But when you're in a boat that doesn't rock a lot, you're more comfortable. When you get home, you feel better, you know. Not saying that 12 hours on the water still doesn't hurt, you know, but it's I'm hurting better, pretty good. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I mean, I, but it, I it's know not, it had It had nothing to do with with the waves and stuff it's it's reeling in those beautiful chautauqua weeds all the time yeah that's it huh that are, that are 50 pound weeds today is that what you got 50 60 you know i'm getting there i'm hitting <laughs> hitting records <laughs> hitting records it seems like i'm breaking my personal best every day on weed patches is that right huh? mm. oh yes oh yes that's let's let's talk a little bit about uh you know prior to uh running running vix what was it like the beginning the, the bass circuit yeah the bass uh, circuit like what what got you into right. fishing and when did you say like i'm gonna be a pro bass guy well you, kind you of, kicked uh, ass on that circuit that's what well i i got lucky a bunch it looks like and uh you know i, I don't know how i would say it actually got started you know I, i'll tell you a funny story we uh we grew up doing a lot of fishing, you know, mostly farm pond fishing, wherever we could ride our bikes, we were fishing, you know, and my mother would drop us at this little electric motor only lake down the road from the house. She would drop us off on a Saturday morning. They'd rent us a boat that just had two oars in it. And my brother and I would go fishing all day and she'd come back and pick us up at dark. Now this is when we're 10, 11, 12 remember no cell phones nothing like that you know like today's day and age she'd drop us off pick us up when they closed you know and we'd stay out there all day we had food and drink and everything so we get in one night and there's a, a paper sitting there at the uh, desk and it says bass tournament twenty dollar entry fee you know two-man teams well we didn't know anything about a bass tournament you know we didn't get to watch that on tv or anything like that but we decided we wanted to fish this tournament. So my brother and I show up. It's a Tuesday night tournament at four o'clock. We heard, make sure we're in line first because there's only 10 boats to rent. You know, most people are getting, got their own boats, but we wanted to make sure we could rent a boat. 
and we rented the boat. We had a little metal stringer to put the fish on. And at that time, our favorite technique was we would go out at night and catch night crawlers. We'd have a bucket full of night crawlers, a couple packs of hooks, and we would just throw live night crawlers along the edge of the weeds to catch these bass, right? So we get there and uh, we read the rules and it says no live bait. Here we are with a bucket of night crawlers. And we're like, you got to be freaking kidding me. No, we're 12. Lucky my mother is still sitting there. We're like, Mom, you got to run back to the house and get our tackle box with rubber worms in it because we're not allowed to use these worms. Take them back home, you know. So she runs back. It's two miles down the road, comes back before the takeoff, gives us our box of tackle, and we take off, right, we, or across the lake. Now, we're, of course, trying to race the guys that have two electric motors on their boats, you know, so we can get to the best spot. So we, we go across the lake. Needless to say, at the end of the night, our stringer was full of fish, and you hear two little boys come up. You know, we go walking up to this uh, little weigh-in, of course, all adults there with fancy bass boats and stuff like that, and we not only get big bass, we win the bass tournament. Oh, my gosh. These guys are like, you got to be freaking kidding me. And we brought them up on a stringer, which was classic enough. You know, everybody else had weigh-in bags <laughs> and all that stuff. And we bring them up on a metal stringer, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, we let them go. They were still alive, you know, but we were just dragging them behind the boat because we had a rental boat. And you weren't so going we were very on, fast with the with the old oars. No, we were not going fast. <laughs> but that, I would say, was the beginning of the end for me wanting to fish tournaments because we won $165 in four hours and we thought we were king you know so from then on out i mean we uh we got into it i got into it um what year was that tournament in college what's that what year was that tournament we're showing age well, here. i was i was 12 and i'm 50 now so that was 38 years ago holy so crap that was like 1981 ish yep yep that's probably what it was, 1980-ish, somewhere in that range, yeah. Okay. That's, so that's, that's a lot pretty, of years ago, right? That's that's pretty incredible, though. Well, it was before pretty, both you know, of us were born. Uh, you go, you go, <laughs> yeah, well, that too. That too. <laughs> Vic, yeah. I mean, you can't, put a face, you can't put a face on the name, but Vic's Italian. He's a really young-looking 50, but um, that's <laughs> pretty. i old, though, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, Two kids show up, rental boat, have to change strategy, and then just kick the fields. But uh, those guys were probably just like, man, I bet you they were still using those. They were probably using night crawlers. No, so they were like, I mean, and, and we what was so funny about it is uh, the baits that we used looked like a night crawler. They were cream. Remember cream made those plastic worms? I don't know if you ever remember them, but... That was the worm that we wanted on. It looked like a real nightcrawler, and that's what we were so used to throwing. That's what I bought for rubber worms, for if we mm-hmm. didn't have worms, you know. So <laughs> anyway, it was kind of a funny story, but uh, we we kind of got into it, you know, and we built ourselves a little boat not too far after that and uh, went to college, of course. And, and uh, getting out of college, we decided uh, we were going to start a little – kind of me more than my brother, but I decided we should start a little hunting and fishing shop. And that was in 1992. We started that. And our first boat company was Procraft and Starcraft. 
and uh, that's where we really got into the boats and started to learn it. You know. Okay, wait. So your 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 first little bait shop involved selling boats. Yeah. Well, very <laughs> small boats. In okay. the beginning, the whole idea was rowboats. You know, because you're then, a tournament winner course, with those, right? Yes. <laughs> What's that? You were a tournament winner with those rowboats. That's right, with that rowboat. So that's what we were thinking, the StarCraft <laughs> rowboats, you know. That's what we were thinking about. But but you know how salesmen are, and you're 22 years old, and you got all these ideas, you know, at that time. And uh, they talked us into these fancier boats, and we sold them. I mean, you know, so that's kind of how it took off, you know, with that whole part of the industry. Um, we sold a lot of bow and arrows, and we sold a lot of guns, too, but... Um, when it boiled down at the end of the day, you know, our niche seemed to be the boats, you know, so <laughs> we just kind of led into the boats. And, uh, at that time I had already fished some tournaments, not big, big tournaments, but that was probably right about then is when I really started to fish the bigger tournaments, um, which back then used to be called the Red Man Tournament Trail, which was Red Man Chewing Tobacco. And it was a pretty big circuit, you know, national circuit that was local. You started at the local level and got to win some of those. And that kind of boosted me up to bigger tournaments and then got to win some of those. And then that boosted me to the next level. And it just kept going until I was fishing the FLW tour as a pro, you know, where every tournament I got to fish for at least a hundred thousand dollars and, fishing championships that were a million dollars, you know, that's insane. really cool thing. You know, the million dollar championships were you, it was an invitation deal. 50, 50 guys got to fish it. And just to show up, you got 10 grand, you know, just to be there, you know, the money was pretty amazing, you know, to see how big it was. And I think I got to fish, you know, so far, even what I've seen, I've been off tour for four years now, but um, the money isn't where it was. You know, I got to fish the heydays, let's say, you know, where million dollar championships, $200,000 qualifier tournaments, you know, um, wow, you know, just huge, huge money, you know, so it was I can really, relate. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> we just had. We just that's, had a ton, ton of musky fishing, right? Yeah, we just had a ton of uh, musky tournaments up here, and it's like double and triple what you're talking about. We just are storming the industry with yeah. money here. Yeah, six hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, let me but, tell but, you, the, those, the amazing thing is that's why we're both getting for bigger it. and bigger, right? Musky fishing it, is I mean, huge. Yeah, right? it is. It's growing. I wouldn't say it's huge. You're coming from a market it, it that dominates never, freshwater. Yeah, it will not ever touch that. I don't, you know, it will never never touch that. But like I said, we we prefer we're always we're booked on those tournaments for a reason, you know. Uh, right. And they're fun, but you make more money guiding um at the right. end of the day. Uh but it's certainly growing. I mean, you can see it when pe- when musky fishermen are coming into the shop. I mean, and and things like that. But it will never touch uh, where bass was. Where, where bass was, it, it's like it reminds me of NASCAR when I first met you, um, and the things you were telling me about the sponsorships and like Kellogg's and like 
toilet paper. Oh yeah, and Pringles, like just the Pringles boat, and I mean all that stuff. And I <laughs> I mean, it was. It I mean, was just think, neat. just think about that—a million dollar invitation only championship. That's right. And what did One they pay out? Guys. What did they pay out? Like what? What place? Total total purse. Well, so there were fifty guys. So the top twenty, like if like second, like twentieth place was probably fifteen grand, and last place was ten grand. So just to show up, you got ten grand. That's pretty. You came cool. in last, you know. Mm-hmm. So. And you, and you the total you, purse, I can't remember two point something. It was pretty big. That's that's pretty big, uh, especially because you, and, and that wasn't much. Was there a lot of TV time back when you were doing that? Well, in the beginning, yeah, it was it was on ESPN in the beginning, and uh, that's when Sanders was there, and uh, you know it was pretty pretty state of the art for back then. Let's say, I mean, when you made a top ten, you had a backpack type, uh, almost like VHS recorder on okay. you know, with a with a camera in your hat, you know, which was pretty state of the art back then, you know, and you wore that all day. They kept switching out tapes and switching out battery packs. And I mean, it was really cool, you know, what they did, you know, but now look where it's at with cameras. I mean, it's, it's off the chart, even just with GoPros, you know, it's amazing. So back then were you fishing alone or did you have a rider with you? It was always a co-angler in your boat. And the real reason that they do that in the bass tournaments is so that there's no chance for cheating. You know, he's your judge. Mm-hmm. You don't know him. And he is, uh, he's not your judge the next day. There's somebody else, you know what I mean? So it keeps rotating. So that guy is watching you constantly, you know. Okay. So, his, um, his job was I to see, watch you or would he also be fishing? He would be fishing, but his real reason to be there was to keep things on the on the level, you know, to make sure I was not cheating, mm-hmm. you know, in any way, you know, breaking so, any rules. So would you have yeah. to would you have to jump out of your boat occasionally and go in someone else's? Um, well, in the top tens in the old days, yeah, you weren't even allowed to use your boat. So once you made a top ten, you had to give up your boat basically. And they handed everybody the same exact boat. So there was no advantage. So everybody had the same boat with the same motor, with the same electronics. And at that time, once you were in that boat, then you just had a judge with you. You didn't have a fisherman, you know? So you made the top 10 and then you fished two more days in that other boat. You know, it wasn't your boat. And it was a, it was a real good way for Ranger because Ranger kind of owned the trail for every top 10 competitor was always in a Ranger boat. Mm-hmm. You think about that. So, you know, every so TV shot was in a Ranger boat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was good. But when you, when you fish those, what did you fish in a Ranger or did you start with something different? Well, in the beginning I didn't have Ranger as a dealer. So there was a dealer right down the road from me. And I'll, and I'll tell you kind of a funny story with that. So I started fishing the highest part, you know, the FLW, the pro circuit, okay? 
and I was fishing out of a champion. And at that time, I sold champion and skeeter and procraft. I sold a bunch of different bass boats. And I started fishing the FLW. So they approached me to be on, on their teams, okay, which they had these teams that meant Procter & Gamble would sponsor you, pay your entry fees, give you a boat, give you the Suburban for the year, you know, it was a really, really good deal, right, to go do this. So they approached me to do it, and I said, well, that's great. I said, Ranger owns Champion. They were the same company. You know, as long as I can fish out of my Champion, we're fine, you know. I have to, you know, because I don't want to fish out of something I'm not selling, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. So this thing goes down. I'm done. I interviewed for it. I got the job. I'm going to be the pedigree boat, I think is what boat I was supposed to be. It went all the way up to corporate and they flagged it. They said, no, no team deals will be in any boat other than a Ranger because Ranger is the sponsor. And I'm like upset. You know, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know? So I call the vice president of Ranger boats at that time and basically talk to him for about an hour about why I should be the dealer in the area and not this other guy down the road, right? And we have this whole conversation, you know, about why I want to be the ranger dealer, right? And needless to say, you know, he can't do nothing. They can't pull a franchise from another dealer and give it to me. So I lost the team deal for FLW that year. That was the October, November of, I think, 2005 or 2004, and um, so I go to the first tournament right before I'm leaving for the first tournament, January 1st, they call me from Ranger and said, Hey, uh, are you still interested in those boats? And I said, yeah, why? They said, well, things have changed in the area. Do you mind if we go pick them up over there and bring them to your shop? And I said, that would be great. So something happened at that dealership. Something went south. You know, the dealership's still around. But they went and picked up those Rangers and brought them straight to my shop. And that's when we became a Ranger dealer. And then two months later, I was given another team deal with a Ranger as the, I think I was the uh, gain laundry. So that's how we ended up getting Ranger boats. That's that was time. probably a pretty exciting time when you that got that news. That was a very exciting time. Yep. Yeah. And it was it was it was kind of neat because here I was with four different brands of bass boats all at the same place, which is also not really a lot of dealers do that, you know. But I had all four good ones on the showroom floor, and that year, <clears throat> basically, I couldn't give the other boats away, even though some of them were a little bit cheaper. Every person that'd walk in would look at brand A, brand B, brand C, and then they'd look at the Ranger. And they'd end up buying the Ranger. <laughs> so at the end of the year, my brother and I sat down and talked. We're like, listen, we got to get rid of these other boats, you know, and just sell Rangers. That's where we got to be. And uh, that's where we've been ever since, you know. But was that, so, was, was that a difficult decision at first? Oh, at first, yeah, because we had started our business with these other companies, you know. And here we are taking a chance and saying, hey, we're going to get rid of all of them except for StarCraft. We still sell aluminum StarCrafts. But um, all the glass bass boats, we had 
basically dropped the franchise and said, hey, we're just going to sell Rangers. And thank goodness we did that because that was the economic downturn of 2008 that crashed lots of companies. And luckily we had gotten rid of all the other inventory and just had Rangers and Rangers, our sales actually still went up even during the downswing in that economy. Mm-hmm. You know, we still sold more Rangers that year and more mm-hmm. Rangers the next year, you know, so. That's, um, that's pr- pretty interesting that it went that yeah, way. Yeah, it all worked out. You know, you never know how things are going to work. You know, mm-hmm. that's basically where it's at. So. Well, it's a big, it's a big business jump too, because you're selling X for a certain amount of dollars and then you have a Ranger now, which, uh, which is where the industry is, but there's a price gap there i'm sure and and you know what there in the beginning days of me selling boats there was a huge price gap between let's say a ranger and a skeeter or a ranger and a procraft or a ranger and a champion and when i say huge i mean when it was the most expensive boat you could buy back then was thirty thousand, and it was a ranger I could sell a Procraft for 20000 So think of that. That's a third, or, you know, that's two-thirds of the price mm-hmm. of the Ranger. Um, when I dropped the other lines, believe it or not, my brother and I went down and looked at dealer cost on all the boats, X, Y, Z, and Ranger. And if you put the same options on them, the industry had gotten so tight that they were almost all the same price. And when that happened, that's why nobody was buying the other brands, you know. So it really made it, and, and I think that's what Ranger was after. Ranger was after to, to be with everybody else, either that or the other companies just kept building boats nicer and nicer until their price was right there with the Ranger. So if they're building a, a very nice boat, it's going to be the same price, you know, is basically what it boils down at the end of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it ended up, uh, it was a big jump for us, you know, a big scary jump, let's say, but in in the end it all worked out very well, you know, so we got to build some new buildings over the years and, uh, build a new service department this year. So, you know, it's making our life a little bit easier, you know, so talk about, talk about the shop a little bit where it started the first building. I know what it looks like now. Um, it's all state of the art things now, but there are new buildings. Uh, what did it start with and where is it right now? Well, you know, for people that have never been there, when they pull in the driveway at first, um, probably the first time you went there, when I told you to go drop off your boat there, you're mm-hmm. pulling in to where I grew up, my parents' backyard, you know, it was a farm. So we built the shop um, in my parents' backyard basically on a farm next to the barn that I grew up with, you know, with horses and tractors and, you know, hay fields and everything like that, that we decided to build a barn right beside it. And that's where the little, that's where the little shop started. Um, Now over the years, that shop's still there, but we built a 60 by 240 foot showroom that's just loaded with boats and beside it, we built another 60 by 200 
building just for servicing the building. So now that part of it really kind of really helped us a bunch because now we can work on lots of boats at one time. You know, before before this last year, we could work on three to maybe four boats at a time. Now here we are working on six to ten boats at a time. So I can hire more employees. I can get boats out faster, turn service around faster. And basically, at the end of the day, that's what the fishermen want. You're a fisherman. You know, every fisherman that comes in there doesn't want to have their boat in the shop for a month at a time, you know. And that's what, you know, a lot of times dealers have to deal with because they can only work on so many at a time. So that's where we really tried to work to build these buildings so that we could turn them, you know. And we're we're at like, and, and this is peak right now. And we're at a week to 10 day turnaround, you know, which is pretty quick for the marine industry to spin them that fast and get them back out the door fixed. You know, lots of goodies put on them, trolling motors, fish finders, you know, and we do a lot of uh, service while you wait along with it. So guys coming from Pennsylvania, like when you would come over and get your oil changed, schedule an appointment, drop it off in the morning go down and have breakfast, come back, pick your boat up and go back fishing. You know, yeah. we do two of those every day, which is pretty awesome too, you know? So yeah, that's kind of amazing, sir. Amazing service. Uh, we always preach on here. Um, you, you can't find that anywhere and it's well worth the drive, but go going back to like the, the shops, if people that have never been to Vicks, uh, it's like a a boat show the entire time while you're there. You can go in and see pretty much every single lineup uh, from bass boats to Starcrafts uh, to the big Fisherman series in in Ranger. Uh, it's just a, a giant showroom. It's it's amazing. Um, and you do an open house every year. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's just, a, you know, for people that are in the market, just to go up there and hop in boats and uh, dirty them up, throw your kids in there and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure you guys don't really like that, but we always no, see that happening. <laughs> I, I like it happening. You know, the, the deal is this, that having all those boats in one place, like you said, from the smallest little aluminum boat to the biggest ranger that we've got, I think it really helps people because sometimes when people are buying a boat, they don't really know what they want. You know, they may think they know what they want, but when they, they can walk into one place and see 40 boats at one time all in front of them that they can go sit in them, they decide, you know what, I was thinking I wanted this boat, but I think I really want this boat, you know, and we've got them all there, you know, so it really kind of helps them. And, you know, we really try to work hard to ask a, the, the people, what kind of fishing do you do? Where do you fish? You know, those questions, because some people may think they want something, but it's probably not the right boat for what they're doing, you know? So we try to guide them in the right direction. So hopefully they get the right choice. So it's a, a love relationship instead of a hate, you know, some people say they hate boats, but I mean, I've never hated a boat. I can tell you. I like fishing boats, you know, so. <clears throat> Absolutely. I love going to that open house every year. You just ju jump up in them. 
I see all the pretty shiny boats, a lot prettier than mine. Mine's dirty constantly. Um, but there's, you, you really can't, can't get that anywhere, uh, around here. So that's something to check out if, if people are in the tri-state, uh, just hop on over there and, and, and check these boats out, hop up in them. Um, you've probably gotten more musky fishermen over the time now, which we're all a little backwards, uh, in fishing, but you guys are doing a, a heck of a job with that too, uh, with the well, musky industry. You guys, uh, the trend over there and, uh, the, the musky fishermen are really starting to get it. And, and, you know, we've got a pretty good lake right down the road from us, uh, West Branch, Michael J. Kerwin Reservoir there, and mm-hmm. a lot of muskies, a lot of musky fishermen, and uh, these guys are getting into it even more and more, you know, from not the base setups that they used to, now getting some comfortable rides, you know, that really, really do a good job and, and catch some fish, you know, so... Make so, it nice. Yeah. They're machines. Now let's talk about you had a dealer you had a big meeting. You have one every year with Ranger. Right? It's called the is it a dealer meeting? That's what it's called. Yep. Yeah, that's where they bring uh all of us dealers down to the plant <clears throat> and basically showcase the new product, which uh Ranger really hit a home run. You know, we sell a lot of the fisherman style boats and the anglers like, like your boat. Um, it's pretty exciting this year. They've got a new 22 foot. So a 622, um, which people are just so excited about, you know, we, we haven't been able to get one yet, but we've got plenty of them on order. Um, so it's a 22-foot boat that has a deck that you can lay a 9-foot fishing pole on the deck, um, lay it flat on the deck, and put 9-foot poles up the middle of the rod locker, too. So a boat that's not only geared straight to walleye to be the king musky boat, you know, for casting especially, mm-hmm. um, tons and tons of storage. They also introduced for the first time, and this I think goes straight toward the musky guys. They introduced a 621 that doesn't have the side boxes, so it's it's a boat that's designed more like the angler, like the boat that you guys are fishing out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can walk all the way up to the side to fight the fish, to handle a rod, to set the rod, to do what you're going to do. Um, so they came out with that new series 621 that doesn't have the side box. So it's going to be a pretty cool boat. Um, and just right down the line, I'll tell you, it's pretty neat to see how Ranger really listens to people and listens to the fishermen and listens to us as a dealer. Um, we got to go kind of help them design the 600 series. So they fly us down there my brother for uh, two or three trips throughout these last couple years trying to design these boats to be perfect, you know, and fish perfect. And, you know, I mean, every boat isn't perfect to everybody, but I can tell you this, that these new ones look amazing. You know, they just really hit a home run with them. So they did. And it, it kind of broke the internet when those, uh, when those videos started coming out of this, 
new giant 622 and the new 621 without the side lockers. Um, it just made people go crazy. Uh, and when we first talked, that was a big, that was a big deal. Remember you were like, check out this 621. I was like, but it's, it's not where they're, they're great. I would love one, but this, the side lockers don't, it won't help me. It kills a lot. the musky guys, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. It, the people that do a little bit of both casting and trolling, and for somebody who's running a business where, you know, we do 50-50 cast troll, um, but those just, they're backbreakers. Now, the 621, the flagship model, now the flagship model is going to be a 622. You can get that 621 and walk right up to the gunnels and check your rods and clean your trolling spread without having to reach over anything. And I said that like two years ago, maybe. That's what they needed to do. Yeah. And then boom, it's there. It's options are endless. It's, awesome. it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's awesome. You know, they listened. I mean, we told them, you told them, you know, the musky fishermen basically across the United States, I'm sure told them that, that boat just doesn't work the way they want it to work, you know, and, uh, and, and they listened and built the other boat. And I mean, that's going to be another home run boat. So, no doubt. um, their lineup is just unbelievable. You know, the new motors are unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> talking a little yeah. bit about the new V8, uh, Mercury. It's just, it's, it's been an amazing motor, you know, now this is its second season in it already. <clears throat> um, very, very reliable. It's a big block motor and you can really tell, you know, they took that motor and built it the same weight as a two stroke motor, which was amazing. So the 250 Pro XS two stroke and the 250 Pro XS four stroke is the same weight. Okay. That was an amazing feat right there. But the way the boat drives with that motor, because of the torque and because of the lower unit, it just changes everything about the boat, which is pretty awesome, you know, right there. And then they take that motor and supercharged it this last month, and now they have a same motor, same weight, but now being supercharged, it's a 450 horsepower racing Mercury. My gosh. so it's similar, like I mean, to the old Baratos. Well, kind of. With the yeah, supercharger. So what they did, if you, yeah, they put a supercharger on the Verado. That was an inline six. So that was a smaller block motor with a supercharger that would give them 350 horses, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, now they took a big block V8, okay, that was already at 250 normally aspirated fuel-injected motor and supercharged it and got 200 horses out of it, you know. So it's a huge leap for Mercury, I mean, to be able to put out. And, you know, they've got boats down there in the Gulf that have four 450-horsepower motors on them already. You know, running. I mean, crazy, you know, horsepower. They've been putting them on bass boats, too, I heard. So it's crazy. But our- in our tournaments... Yeah, Art will be right there, right? <laughs> no. The, uh, the, uh, the, what is the 622 rated for? 
it's rated for 400 horses. Okay, and the 621 is still 350. Nope, they did it 400 too. Oh my gosh. They did both of them 400. I mean, that's just so, insane fast. I mean, crazy, right? So. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm really interested in those, the, the Mercury, uh, what's that motor I always bug you about? Pro XS, that V8, that's going to be uh-huh. it. So, yeah. That and I mean, you, you kind of, I mean, coming along for the type of fishing that you do, the Mercury didn't make sense, even though I know you wanted it, um, because the Verado had that power steering mm-hmm. that, uh, that wouldn't really work with the kicker. The kicker would have to be running. I mean, it would have to run the power steering pump in order to make it steer. So and it just couldn't keep up. With yours, it just wouldn't work with it, you know. So we knew that was a problem. So, but on your next one, I believe uh, you'll enjoy that new 250 Pro XS. So. Oh yeah, I will. It was it was really fun running Indy at the dock and you mocking me and. All that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't had, know if you heard what that thing sounded like when I started it. Uh, yeah, I heard. It's and the guy that, the guy that, yeah, <laughs> the guy that bought the Riata with it too. Uh, that camps oh. right about fifty feet from me. I'm. I look at it every day, and I'm uh, jealous. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, but, is that a is that a Corvette starting out there or what? Have you ever heard anything like that when it they, starts? They sound they sound mean and, and like. I think the pro access used to be that two stroke and people love that. Uh, right. That sound of the two stroke, you know, like crazy. This thing sounds insane. When you start it up, it, it sounds like a, a muscle car. That's what it sounds like. But it's still, it's, but it's not like loud all the time, you know? No, it just does that little rev up. Yeah. And then it comes back down, you know, and it, mm -hmm. it, at wide open throttle, you can sit there and talk to your buddy beside you and you don't even really know it's running, you know, yeah. so it's not roaring. It's the best of both worlds. I'm super excited about that. Absolutely. Motor. I cannot, no I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. When are you expecting uh, that to come in Vance? Well, it's up to Victor. He's <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't yeah. know. Do you, I mean, yeah. You know, I don't, do you, I don't even know if we looked, but, but it's on order. It'll probably be uh September, October ish. Okay. I think what we were looking at. So, yeah. And I want to finish the season here and, uh, but it would be nice to hop in that thing. But, um, is that the plan to, to finish a little. To, to, to finish the season with this current boat or, are the people fishing late season with you going to be in a new rig? I mean, we'll see where we'll see where time goes. You know, we'll see how that's, much I buy. That's what we have to do. We have to see how it all plays out when that baby hits there, and uh, get the new one rigged, and and uh, see if we can make that happen. It'd be nice to kind of get a shakedown cruise in it this fall if you can. You know, so oh yeah, absolutely. Get the ten hours on it or whatever, and you know. Mm-hmm. I just really want um, to create false promises for everyone that's booked you late season, expecting a new boat. <laughs> oh God. I mean, to listen to that growl of that motor, huh? I'll be wanting to go fast and they'll be wanting to slow down because it'll be friggin' snowing and ice and all that good stuff. But 
you know, uh, how fast can you really troll with those muskies? Let me ask you that. Is it like six miles per hour or something like that? And the other day I dropped the kicker, which is a, uh, I can't say, but it's a 15, but, uh-huh. uh, it's, it's definitely not a 20, but I dropped it and, uh, we had, we had to hit it at six mile an hour, you know? So that's something. yeah, they, they'll hit whatever. And, and you got to think like when you're making a tight turn, uh, and say you have a trolling spread out, those outside lures are speeding up to, you know, probably one and a half. It, it, I a mean, lot like one and a like, half times the speed. Yeah. You know, so, and, and they hit there, they hit on the turn. So, you know, five, six miles an hour is nothing uh, for a muskie. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll come up and hit whatever. I like to run, like, you know, if I'm going straight four, five, four, eight, sometimes up in that range. But when you turn, you're, those baits are speeding up to, uh, you know, God knows what. So, don't hit right. I'll tell you yep. this, that, you know, the, the bass fishing that I've got to do up there, you know, we accidentally catch muskies or they take our baits from us, but <laughs> it amazes me how fast a muskie hits a bait compared to a bass. Like I can kind of tell the hit difference mm-hmm. when that muskie hits and knocks slack in my line 15 feet, you know, he's moving toward me, you know, let's say, or mm-hmm. catty corner to me or whatever. And mm-hmm. you can't even catch up to him, you know, and you know, it's a muskie before you even set the hook, but yeah, some, most of the time it's just a big whiff and he's got your bait, you know, <laughs> they don't even know what 20 pound test fluorocarbon is, you know, it's like hair to them. So yeah. you've but, caught, you've uh, caught, you've caught your, your fair share of them in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. You okay. get them in the lip and you can get them, you know, so that 20 yeah. pound will do it, but. I uh, I still got to get with you and get a couple of those leaders. I got those fancy big giant swim baits that I want to throw up there, but I was afraid to last time up. I didn't have any leaders, so yeah, I gotta we, make sure we can put a leader on that sucker. We can hook you up with a swim bait and a leader. Mm-hmm. No problem there. Do I saw them there do. at the ramp there at Long Point. I saw all your baits. I was sitting in there eating ice cream with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a pretty good display there, you know? Yeah, decent, so. something small. Really, I'll tell you this, that those uh, those paddle tail, like those soft baits that you guys throw, mm-hmm. that's not much different than a bass bait. I mean, almost the same style and everything. Except you know, exceptionally better. Exceptionally <laughs> better, yeah. Because it because it paddles a big paddle, right? <laughs> I mean, it's totally it's, different. It, it it certainly does. But we we've had we've had bass uh, fishermen come up and purchase our six Those inch swim baits. So they even get the ten inch oh, yeah. down in you know down in Ohio. There's a the couple guys and they were shipping them to people in Cali and Kentucky mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know if you remember that one, Vance, but. Yeah, they were. We were at that Columbus show, and they were buying the swim baits to fish for those giant, like large mouth out in that that area. We yeah. were just like, really? Are you kidding me? Hey, there was a guy buying tens for that, the big ten inchers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The... See, I have ten inch swim baits. You know that I can't imagine. Uh, you know why they wouldn't hit the exact same thing that like, you guys got. You guys got ten inch. Those those glide baits that you have, do you actually pop them to make them glide to the right and left? 
Do you actually move the rod, or does it just like work its way back right and left? It, it will go back and forth. It for me, it's like a just a straight down little tap, and it'll it'll do. I don't know, two foot from extreme to extreme, maybe better. It'll just yeah, it'll change direction every time you tap it. It's going to flip around. But yeah, right. so it's a, it's just kind of like a avert a, a tap like straight down to the water. You know, that's uh-huh. what a lot of the musky gliders are. Uh, just like a just a tap you don't move that rod left and right you know they like just kind of a bigger subsurface zara spook right my favorite bait zara really? spook i mean i love them oh my god do i catch them on that zara spook so you guys have any top water do you guys ever fish top water for those muskies we we don't have a top water line uh, just because of the demographic of where we're at where you know how the Chautauqua weeds kind of go to the surface and there's an edge and they ruin you yeah. You, you know, so we don't we don't fish much top water up here. Uh I would consider our top water fishing a glider in the top mm. water column. But yeah, just because of where we're where we're at, we do not do like prop baits like that. That's how I usually right. catch bass a lot though. You know, growing up as a kid on the river and stuff, top water bites sure. at night. They were so much fun. Oh, there's something about watching them or listening to them eat that bait on the surface no matter what kind of fish it is you know it doesn't matter what it is it's fun i would say it's my like favorite strike mm-hmm. you know is so the top water story we want a uh we want a trip to uh louisiana to uh venice louisiana to go red fishing right and we go out with this guide and they use these giant popping corks and underneath it is just a, like a little swim bait on a jig head. And that's how they catch those giant reds, bull reds. And these are 40-pound class fish, okay, wow. that you're, you jerk this popping cork, and the it's kind of murky water, so the big redfish hear that, and they come to it, and then they see that little swim bait underneath it, and they eat it, right? So I'm sitting there fishing and jerking that thing, and quarter of the way through the day one of those giant reds eats my popping cork now the popping cork's as big as an apple at least okay it's big and i go these things hit on the surface and the guy said yeah and i said you got any zara spooks he gives me this big zara spook i never put it down it was like you dropped a bowling ball out of a helicopter that's how hard they'd hit the surface on that zara spook i mean it was crazy how working that thing on the top, how they'd eat that thing. It was awesome. So you lit it One up. One of my on favorite it. trips. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, why wouldn't you use that like right from the beginning? I would have had like this, like you had this the whole time and I'm using a bobber. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I think to myself. I mean, I, I said to the guy, I go, are you kidding? I mean, you know, but they take out people that uh, maybe don't know how to work a top water or don't want to work a top water, you know, but I mean, as soon as I saw him eat that thing, he wouldn't let go of it either. I mean, he'd swam around with it. I'd pull as hard as I could. He wouldn't let go of that cork, you know, what they call a popping cork. But It's a bobber. It's, it's a, a bobber. And no matter what you say, it's still a bobber. <laughs> it's not a float. It's not a popping cork. A it's, <laughs> it's a bobber. So, oh, it was something. So, But it was a lot of fun. You probably opened opened their eyes to uh, a different bite there. Oh my gosh! Well, I, I never put it down. I can tell you that. 
for the rest of the trip that's all i threw i said i'll just take that zara spook and and until i lost it and then they'd give me another one so (laughs) awesome you know when they'd snap me off so any anything anything coming up uh with Vic now tournaments. Oh yeah. I'll tell you one thing that's coming up and they can kind of maybe watch, you know, we got a newsletter out of our, um, you know, on our, on our website, or maybe I could have you mention it when it's getting close. They're going to bring a 622 up, um, for us to have like test drives on. So we're going to have maybe even a whole weekend that might be up at Cleveland along the lake or up at, Presque Isle, or maybe even one down by Sandusky. We might do three different days of test driving that new 622. So that's kind of pretty exciting, you know, and maybe it's something you guys can pass along when it gets closer. We're shooting for the middle to late August to do something like that. But uh, it'll be kind of neat, you know, to let people go out and test drive it and see what that boat's all about with a 400 on the back. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We will definitely do that for you. We'll just get in touch and, uh, sure. If anybody's bored and just wants to go for a boat ride on something that's extremely big and fast, yeah. that would be fun. Oh yeah. Well, you can see what it's all about. You know, you, you, so. you got, you got to drive in it. Yes. 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 I got to drive in it. And I can say that, um, you know, our flagship 621, you know, I knew how it rode, and I actually drove it first at the dealer meeting, the 621, and then I jumped in that 622, and it was like you stepped in a whole nother world, you know, driving it, and I, I mean, I can't really explain it other than that nose being longer changed like the center of gravity of the boat, the way it rode over waves, you know, mm-hmm. chop and turned and did things and uh it was impressive i mean it's it's a game changer you know i think in the walleye world and the musky world it's a game changer you know so that's really awesome in your whole career what was your favorite boat like like this is the best one i can live with this one forever which one was your favorite well, you're going to laugh that every year I keep saying my new boat's the best I've ever had, okay? But amazingly, out of all these boats, every year Ranger does something to make it better. And I always say there's no way you could make this boat better. It's got the best cooler. It's got the best rod storage. It's got the it's the fastest or it's whatever. You know, there's all these little things that it could be. But every year, you know, I'm still on their pro staff. Um, so I still get a new boat every year and then I sell it at the end of the year and every year their boat just seems to be getting better. Even this one that I just drove that I had at Chautauqua, that was the first time I drove it. Now my brother's driven it some, but I've really not taken it on water where I could run it. You know, the lakes around our area that I live on is like an idle only lake. So, um, but the boat is just awesome. I mean, it rides good, it runs good, it fishes great, you know, it's just, so I don't know if I'd have a favorite one. You know, I like them all. So every year I like it better and better. So I'm going to, I'm going to love my new one coming in. I can tell you that. Guaranteed. Feel feel free to bring a, 
622 over. I'll, I'll test it out for you. I'm really oh, good at breaking. Crazy. I'm really good I at mean, breaking stuff. Test, you know, we, I could <laughs> testing it out. Oh yeah. Drink a cup of drink a cup of coffee at like 65 and two and a half footers up there on that north end of Chautauqua. What do you think? That it's like that on that boat. That's that's insane. It's 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 like that. That's wow. how crazy it is. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, wow. Awesome. Hey, well, yep, good stuff. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, uh, Vix. You're a b- big supporter of Muddy Creek Fishing Guides in this show. Uh, we appreciate everything you do for us. Um, well, believe me, we, Vix, I can promise you, appreciate all you guys. Uh, you know, spreading the word and and uh, getting our name out there and and uh, showing what those boats are all about. We really appreciate you guys and. Uh, keep doing it, man. You want the sport to grow. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, with the way kids are today, you, you got to think about it. There's not a lot of young kids growing up fishing. So you got to hope, you know, more and more people still like to fish. Like our generation, I think, like to fish because that's what we did, you know, but uh, coming along, you know, you want new people into it. You want kids into it. You want to keep those families out there doing it. I think you guys do a lot of it. You know, I see with your pictures, you know, having kids out there in the boat, I, mean, I think it's great. So, kids are good luck charms. There's no doubt about that. And that's there's, a guarantee. I yep. agree with that. Yeah. So, but no thank doubt. you, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show, telling the people about what's new in in the uh, Ranger lineup. Um, and I implore people if you're in the boat, uh, if you're if you're looking to buy boats. Make the drive to Vix. It's completely worth it. You know my story of what I did, uh, and it's just really, really comfortable to just do one and done, uh, and not have to have a four-peat championship. Have a well, have <laughs> do what I did in the. <laughs> I I've bought a lot. I my history in boats are terrible. Uh, and, until I ran into you guys, people, the listeners now. But you go in there, it's a one, it's a one stop shop and you're ready to fish. There's nothing more comfortable than that. Make the drive, make it happen. You will be yeah, much we, happier. We'll try on the to water. make it happen on our end, I can promise you. So we'll, that's how we'll that's how I met that's how I met Vic, dead on the water. He fixed me up. Yeah, so. with your hat off going, What in the world is going on with this motor? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <In> this boat. <laughs> I was so pissed. Save the save the guide season. So yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for having me on. And uh, go catch some more muskies with that great product you guys got. I mean, it's awesome. So thank you. All right, out there and get them. Thank you, Andy. Wrap it up. All right. Yep. Uh, Thank you, Vic. Uh, Vic's Marine Sports Center. They're located in Kent, Ohio. Uh, Ranger Boats, we just talked about them quite a bit. Um, other major sponsors is going to be Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com is our website. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, MCFishingGuides.com. And we have Baker Baits. Big thanks to Zach Baker. St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. If you're in the market for a rod, go give a St. Croix the good look over. Muskies, Inc., um, 
you know, we talk a lot about Muskie's Inc., but that is, that's like the major club. So be part of the cool kids, join your local chapter. Did I miss any Vance? You're good. I'm good. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.